Minutes on Mastery is brought to you by Athletic Greens. This is violinist Kai Kite on the Finding Mastery podcast with Michael Gervais, explaining how implementing design thinking improved his music. You know, I've been fortunate enough to work with people at the world stage for a long time. And one of the things that I'm able to take away from the experience is that when people are really good at a young age, they get really connected to their identity to their performance. Those two things start to merge. And as soon as they begin to decouple those and pull those apart, meaning what that sounds like is that I am not just a violinist. I am not just an athlete. I'm, I'm so much more. And yeah. that craft that, I ha- that I'm expressing is an extension of me, but it is, doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. And you're nodding your head like you understand that, like you've battled. <laughs> no, yeah. right? you're like, okay, so can you walk us through and, and maybe think about um, – you know, 12, 14, 15, highly talented young kids that might be listening or parents yeah. that might be listening and saying, God, my kid's really good too. Like, is he gonna, is he or she struggling in that same space? Mm. Yeah. So for me, you talked about the separation between uh, who you are internally as a person and what you do. And I think for me, the most important thing in that regard was diversity of experiences as I grew older. And so while my, my plan originally was to, you know, do the whole conservatory thing, nothing but music, but I didn't do that. So I was fortunate I was able to go to Stanford and I didn't study music. I studied design there. And so I had this whole background that was, okay, well, I'm doing this too. But then I also grew up playing basketball. So I, I just made sure that it wasn't the only thing that I did. So I had some perspective on it. Okay, and, this is, but this is really important. Yeah. You drop the word Stanford like it's a run-of-the-mill <laughs> university. Top university, you're, you're really good at something at a young age, and then you went to one of the best universities in the world. Not for that. Yeah. That's not what opened the doors for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I'm doing a lot of things with music now that I would not be doing. Pretty sure I would not be doing if I did go to a music school. And... That's because it just exposed me to a different type of mindset. So, Wait, what, what exposed you to a different mindset? Being at Stanford in that environment. And I'll, t- I'll tell you what I mean. So a lot of my experience in college wasn't necessarily with music. It was around entrepreneurship and design and uh, making small tests and being comfortable with failing. And my, all of my classes were kind of centered around that idea. How can you test something? How can you try something? How can you be okay with not having the answers and then figuring them out along the way? And for me... And which is 180 degrees away from, you know, like classically trained yeah, musicians, right? Which yeah. is the, the pursuit of perfection, right? right? The crippling sometimes yeah, and so pursuit it was of perfection. funny because yeah. so in high school, all of my teachers... Not all of my teachers, but most of them in you know the traditional classical violin setting, which I was in. Uh, it was there was one way to do thing, do something. You you listen to the conductor, you listen to the teacher who kind of sets the goal for you. But in most of my experiences in college, quite different. They were okay. I don't have the answers, but I have a process, a my a framework that you can use. And you're going to come up with a solution yourself. Was this in the entrepreneurial classes, or was this in your music? training Um, as well so just only took private lessons in college i didn't take any compositional class or anything like that they they were in the design and entrepreneurship classes and so while i was sitting in those classes i was taking notes but i knew that i was going to apply them to other areas as well (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i didn't exactly say that at the time but 
I knew that what I was learning I could translate into other areas because it was such a stark perspective than my upbringing and kind of the value system that I had. And for me, it kind of comes down to one simple idea, and that's just being comfortable and accepting the fact that you don't have the answers, that there, there's no one way, that there's multiple ways of doing things, and that kind of the journey is being comfortable with that that fact uh because before it was okay well i have to work towards this one thing and this is how you do it and you're kind of saying that you have all the knowledge and all the answers but by admitting that you're going to fail at some point and accepting that it frees you up a bit and that's led to a lot of the things that i'm able to do now for the full finding mastery podcast head over to findingmastery.net or check us out on apple podcasts and for a special offer from Athletic Greens, head to athleticgreens.com slash findingmastery.